from a betting perspective with pro sports handicappers Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Sunday, November the 6th. Ian Cameron with you, flying solo today. It's going to be a very short edition of the show. It is a Hamilton Tiger Cat, Oski Wee Wee Baby, playoff game day, CFL East Division semifinals uh, for the two people that might care besides me listening to the show right now, uh, the Montreal Alouettes and the Hamilton Ticats. So I'm off to a viewing party. And because it's like going to be 70 degrees Fahrenheit today here in Hamilton, it's going to be an outdoor viewing party. If I would have said to you, you're going to have an outdoor viewing party for a Ticat playoff game on November the 6th in Hamilton, I would have said you're fucking insane. And yet here we are uh, about to have an outdoor viewing party because the weather's so incredibly warm and gorgeous uh, for early November, 70 degrees. That's insane for this time of year. So we're going to have a lot of fun with that. We're going to have the Ticat game on the big screen. We're going to have a bunch of other monitors so we can watch the NFL games as well, some NHL, because we do have three NHL games on tap for this Sunday, which we will get to uh, in just a few moments. Uh, so it's going to be a hell of a fun Sunday. Uh, so looking forward to that. Uh, of course, uh, we got uh, a full week of shows once again coming up. Of course, Alex will be back with me tomorrow. Uh, so no problem there. Uh, and looking forward to uh, the week ahead. But before we get into the Sunday card, and by the way, even though Alex is not on the show with me today, he does have a best bet for today's card. He passed it along, and I will be sure to give that out to you uh, at the end of the show. Uh, let's Before we get into the three games here on Sunday, let's look back on last night's action. It was a busy Saturday uh, in the NHL. Uh, it started in the afternoon with the Detroit Red Wings getting my day off to a winning start uh, as they shut out the New York Islanders 3 nothing. You know, I didn't like seeing what I saw, and I mentioned this on Twitter with the whole Lucas Raymond hit on Matt Barzell. I get it, Matt Barzell one of your star players, one of your most important, impactful players on the New York Islanders, and you certainly want to defend your teammate whenever it's reasonable to do so. But we can't be losing our shit and losing our minds over every damn clean hit. And that was a perfectly clean hit, nice open ice, clean hit, didn't didn't hit, contact the head, you know, didn't charge from, you know, 10, 20 feet away. It was just a good, strong, open ice, clean hit. And everybody goes nuts on the Islanders, and they all want a piece of uh, Lucas Raymond uh, after that. Whereas the Josh Anderson incident to, uh, with Petrangelo in the Vegas Montreal, and that was a little bit different. That was a little bit more dangerous, what Anderson did there. Um, whereas you look at this one here with uh, Lucas Raymond and Matt Barzell, I mean, I just... I think we're at the point now where we got to, we've really got to settle down. And, and, you know, when we see, you know, we, we, we don't like seeing our teammate, one of our best players hit like that, but at the same time, if it's clean, shouldn't really be going crazy. You should, you know, just, it's a clean hit. It's supposed to be part of hockey, you know, let it go. Keep playing. Like if, if he basically cross checks the guy's head into the boards, then I go after him. Then I'd have a problem if it was something really malicious, but that was something that was uh, uh, just, I thought it was a little bit of an overreaction. But Detroit gets a nice win, 3 nothing, shutting out the Islanders, who are playing some good hockey. Uh, the, the the problems continue for Columbus. They lose again in Finland to Colorado, 5-1. you got to wonder 
Brad Mar Larson. Is his seat warming? Uh, because that was not a good performance at all from the Jackets. Winnipeg with a 4-0 shutout win over Chicago. Dallas 6-2 over Edmonton. Um, I'm dead wrong on this. I like the Oilers. I thought they'd bounce back, uh, really be uh, on their game after a blowing the lead against New Jersey the other night. And it was another soft performance defensively. It was another tough night for Jack Campbell. Uh, a tough day, I should say, for Jack Campbell and Nett. Um, you know, it's just one of those situations where, look, the guy is definitely struggling with his confidence, although the Edmonton defense isn't helping him out a lick. I mean, they didn't play that great in front of him. So, you know, definitely issues right now with his play uh, right now, Jack Campbell. And uh, the Oilers definitely not the start they hope for uh, this season. And they lose 6-2 to a Dallas team that's continuing to play pretty well. Toronto, give them credit. 2-1 win over Boston. That was a... That was a man-up performance from the Leafs. They played, I thought, terrific defensively. They didn't give the Bruins a whole lot in that game. The only goal was the Brad Marchand penalty shot for Boston. They were really good defensively. They lose Ilya Samsonov, their goalie, to injury, and we'll get to that because the Leafs are in action today. Uh, and Eric Schalgren has to take over, and they really dug in after that, blocking a ton of shots like it was Game 7 of a playoff series. Uh, that was a good gut check for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, two to one. And I wonder with Boston, right? They're rolling. They were ten and one going into last night. They lose that game, and this is not to take anything away from the Leafs. They played great, but how much of the loss? And, and I'm interested to see how the Bruins play after that that game last night, because the whole you know uh, uh, scan, not scandal, but controversy, I guess, if you will, with Mitchell Miller you know, who is signed by the Bruins, uh, despite that uh, bullying uh, incident, which was heinous, by the way. If you read the details of that racial uh, bullying uh, incident, racial abuse, racial bullying incident with Mitchell Miller from years ago, uh, about six years ago, it's terrible. It's heinous. It's absolutely ugly, the stuff he did. And you can understand why the Bruins players were taken aback, were stunned that Don Sweeney actually signed this guy. And you wonder if that's caused a little bit of a ripple effect like I'm 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 wearing the spoke B on my chest here. I'm trying to represent this organization with class, with integrity, with inclusion and all this stuff and we're bringing this guy into the team. If I'm Patrice Bergeron, if I'm Pasternak and I'm Marchand and I'm the leadership group of the Bruins, I'm a little bit confused. Why 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 are we doing this here? So that's something that, you know, you're 10 and 1. If you're Don Sweeney, look at yourself in the mirror and look at how the team's playing. Your your team is awesome right now. You're 10 and 1. Do you really need to go down this rabbit hole and sign this kid who's had this ugly incident from his past? You know, and I'm not saying people don't deserve second chances. Maybe the kid is contrite. Maybe he wants to make amends for what he did. But my gosh, it's bad. It's what what he did was just horrendous. It was horrible, and somehow, some way, this if you know, and and Gary Bettman and Bill Daly in the league are putting the stop sign up, saying, "Hold on, now you signed this kid. You didn't tell us about it, and we're here to tell you, Don Sweeney, that he may not get to play for you, and he may not play in the NHL, at least not anytime soon." So this situation and this story is uh, it definitely continuing to evolve and unfold. But you just wonder. I mean, everything's going so great. And then this happens, signing this kid who's just uh, obviously a problem kid uh, from what happened six years ago. And 
you wonder if it upsets the apple cart. So I'm fascinated to see if Boston rebounds from this or if this is – it's like these are guys that should be able to park what's going on and what Sweeney did and signing this kid and still focus on winning games, coming to the rink, playing your best every day. But I'm fascinated to see if there is an impact that that signing makes on how this team plays moving forward. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a legitimate question. And I, and I think it's something that, you know, you have to consider, like, is this going to maybe upset this just terrific start to the season for Boston? Something to look at uh, moving forward. So, but they lose last night 2-1, give the Leafs a lot of credit. By the way, Samsonov injured day-to-day, uh, and he won't be up traveling with them to Carolina uh, for the game on Sunday. So it'll be Eric Schalgren and Net. We'll get to that game in our Sunday preview in just a bit. Uh, another tough loss for Ottawa, 2-1 against Philadelphia. Very disappointing. Fire DJ chants in the crowd last night and on Twitter. I mean, Fire DJ was t- trending on Twitter. DJ Smith, the head coach of the Senators, an embattled head coach. And look, the Senators fans, and there's one, th- like DJ, I think he's from the Babcock tree. Babcock gave him his first coaching opportunity in the NHL. But there is one thing, and, and I don't think he's done a horrible job, but there are things this year that I can understand why the Sens fans are pissed with this guy. How is Nikita Zaitsev still getting the amount of minutes and ice time he's getting? He's not a, he's not very good, all right? And, and, and he wasn't good enough to stick with a Leaf blue line that wasn't the greatest when he played there. Ottawa brings him in. He's playing way too much. Like, I don't care who you can get on the blue line. You've got to get someone else. This guy's a turnover machine. You know, you can walk around him. Uh, he's not very good at defending, you know, forwards one-on-one. Uh, it's just not good. I mean, and the fact that the, the, he keeps getting 17, 19 minutes, holy goodness, you make it sound like he's a Norris Trophy candidate with those with those ice time minutes. My goodness. I mean, and, and people are pissed off. He doesn't give you much of anything offensively. He's not very good defensively in his own end. What's he doing? What does he do to help you? And the Ottawa Senators fans are apparently a livid right now in, in terms of what they are getting from Nikita Zaitsev and the fact that DJ Smith insists on playing this guy so much. And that's that's not the only issue they've got with the coach right now, but it's one of many. They say that he doesn't adjust in games and it's, you know, it's right now you're seeing not a whole lot of adjustments. I agree with that. So the hot seat is really getting hot for DJ Smith because Ottawa was supposed to be better this year. Ottawa was supposed to be a team that could maybe make the playoffs this year, and they have not started out the way they hope. Four and seven, sitting eighth in the Atlantic Division. And the Atlantic Division is a fucking beast right now with how good this division is top to bottom. And for them to be dead last, bringing up the rear behind even the likes of Montreal uh, and Detroit, um, that's 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 a problem right now uh, for the Ottawa Senators. So uh, we'll see if they can turn things around, but not the start that anybody in Ottawa hoped for. Without a, without a doubt. Uh, Seattle, 3-2 against another dr- dreadful loss for Pittsburgh. Uh, 3-2 to the Seattle Kraken. Seattle's now beaten Pittsburgh twice in as many weeks. Um, just no confidence right now with the uh, Penguins. And I was a benefactor of a plus 170 underdog winner uh, with Seattle uh, in that game. It was a very good underdog night for yours truly. I had Seattle at a big dog price. I had the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, oh, oh. Got to do the Coyote sound after that win last night. 3-2. They beat the Washington Capitals. Plus 250 underdog. The Arizona Coyotes roar back from a 2-0 deficit. How bad of a loss is that for the struggling Washington Capitals? Again, the offense is very, very dormant right now. If Ovechkin doesn't score, nobody does. 
right now for the Washington Capitals. Uh, the defensive play, again, let him down in the third period. Darcy Kemper's been okay, but not great since joining the Capitals. He's finding out it's not the Avs blue line anymore uh, in front of him. A lot of issues right now uh, for the uh, Washington Capitals, and they lose 3-2 uh, to the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, we saw Vegas with a 6-4 win over Montreal. Uh, another tough loss for Vancouver. 3-0 lead in the first period. They lose 4-3 in a shootout to Nashville. The blown leads, which were a problem early in the season, they came back to roost last night uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks, unable uh, to protect the lead. So very disappointing there for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Uh, and then we also saw uh, An uh, Anaheim with a comeback 5-4 win over San Jose. Our guy, Howdy Doody, as I said, James Reimer, um, what the hell was he doing on the tying goal? you got to get your oven mitts on that puck. I mean, you've got to get your glove uh, on that puck and make sure you smother it and hold it for a face-off. For some reason, he pounced, put his glove on that puck, it squirted loose, and there's Adam Henrique with a wide-open net to tie the game. I mean, the goaltending has to be better from James Reimer there in that situation. And uh, Anaheim comes back to beat San Jose 5-4. And Eric Carlson finally does not score a goal uh, in a game last night. Uh, the Kings roar back against Florida 5-4. Wild game. It just was an offensive explosion. And then New Jersey, what a win for them. 4-3 over Calgary. I know the Flames fans are panicking a little bit uh, right now. They've now lost to Seattle. They blew a third-period lead. They didn't show up against Nashville. They got down early. They got outshot, I think, 13-2 in the first period against Nashville. And now they lose to uh, New Jersey. But this loss I wouldn't be as angry or, or petrified over. You know, the other two losses concern me. This one, not so much. New Jersey looks like the real fucking deal. They really do. I mean, they skate fast. They, they they generate a ton of quality chances offensively with that speed and that skill that they have littered throughout all four lines. They're not giving up a ton. They're not giving up anywhere close to the amount of defensive, uh, you know, the offensive chances and scoring chances that they did last year. And the goaltending from as long as Vitek Vanacek is in net, you know, I think he's a capable goalie and better than Blackwood. So there's a lot to like with New Jersey. Uh, during this current win streak that they are on. They just keep finding ways to win. Uh, that is now six wins in a row for the New Jersey Devils after that win. And that was another of my underdog winners. We had New Jersey, Arizona, and Seattle last night. Three big underdog uh, winners uh, on the show yesterday. So very good. That's going to help the uh, bank roll out anytime that happens. No question. So a great Saturday. We cashed a bunch of goal score props in the late night hours. Not so much early, but once the late games rolled around, Man, we hit a bunch of them. Zetterland, Wood for New Jersey, uh, Kuzmenko again for Vancouver, Velarde, Kumpari for L.A. Uh, it was a very good night in the late night hours with the uh, goal scorer props. Uh, no question about that. Uh, so very good to see that. So that's the Saturday wrap-up. Let's get to Sunday. Toronto Maple Leafs, Carolina Hurricanes. We've got Carolina minus 160, home favorite, six and a half the total in this game. Back-to-back -back for the Leafs, arrested Carolina team after they beat Buffalo on Friday night. So definitely schedule advantage in Carolina's favor. Eric Schalgren and net after the injury to Ilya Samsonov uh, yesterday. Uh, it'll probably be Frederick Anderson against uh, for Carolina. Obviously, I would think Brendan Moore puts him in facing his former team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, that, that would make sense. Uh, we'll see how the Leafs fare. That was a great gut check win. But now you got to turn around, play less than 24 hours later. And let's be honest, they really wanted to beat the Bruins, you could tell, uh, last night. Do you have that same emotional, you know, emotional 
connection, if you will, that same intensity. Uh, do you have enough gas left in the tank uh, here on the back-to-back -back, uh, against Carolina? That remains to be seen. What we can tell you here is that uh, in uh, Carolina, uh, Toronto, uh, Carolina won 4-1 last year uh, when these two teams met, although Toronto did win the two meetings in Toronto uh, between uh, these two teams. You know, when you look at this particular matchup here, uh, you know, with Samson, if, if Shalgren coming into the game in the third period, he played very well, and they played very well in front of him. Can he keep that going here tonight? Uh, that remains to be seen. But, you know, you look at Shalgren, 0-1-2 he was going into last night. That, that's in starts, by the way. He obviously uh, preserved the victory last night, but in three starts, he's winless. 0-3 uh, with an 875 save percentage and 3.63 goals against average. Uh, Freddie Anderson in net for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I'll tell you what, Freddie Anderson, if he is in net, and I, I'm going to assume he is, even though it's not confirmed, he hasn't been great. You know, 2.66 goals against average, 894 save percentage. So my first thought is look over the total uh, in this game, six and a half. Uh, and certainly I would lean to Carolina in some form, probably in regulation to get a better price. Don't know if I'll bet it, but I certainly, the, the Carolina side, I say, but uh, definitely will lean in that direction because uh, certainly I, I worry about this situation a little bit here for Toronto, second of back-to-back uh, -back games. Uh, as for uh, goal score props, uh, for Carolina, you can never go wrong with Jarvis and Natchez. I keep saying that over and over again, but it's true, and they keep finding ways to produce offensively uh, for Carolina. Uh, on the Toronto side, we'll see what their lineup looks like tonight. But, uh, you know, it, it seems to be a different one game to the next uh, for the Leafs. I know they scratched Pontus Holmberg and Nick Robertson last night. Uh, Dennis Mulgan was in the uh, lineup instead uh, for the uh, Leafs. Uh, we'll see how they if they go here. Carolina will have to be better, though, than they were to start the game against Buffalo because they played very good in the last two periods, but they could have been down 3 or 4 nothing after that first period in Buffalo because the Sabres were all over them for the uh, large part of the start of that game. So we'll see if Carolina can have a better start. I think I'll get there with over 6.5 and, and definitely lean at the very least to Carolina in regulation, which you'll be able to get around even money. All right, Detroit Red Wings, New York Rangers. We've got the Rangers minus 260, home favorites, six and a half the total. This is another game where you have a clear scheduling advantage for one team, and that's the Rangers. They are certainly uh, rested here, whereas Detroit playing the second of back-to-backs. They had the matinee home game against the Islanders yesterday. It's also going to be their third game in four days here against the Rangers, and New York's been off since Thursday night when they had that 5-2 setback. Uh, to the Boston Bruins. So we'll see uh, how uh, the Rangers bounce back here. That was not a good third period from the Rangers against Boston that night. Uh, they've been without Philip Hedel for the last five games, upper body injury uh, that he suffered. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's someone they miss. I mean, he's you know, more in the third line type of spot on the, in the lineup, but they definitely miss him. And he's very good away from the puck as well. So uh, that's going to be something to uh, watch for. Now, they're hoping to have him back tonight, uh, but obviously not 100% sure yet. But it's looking like he is on pace to be back in the New York Ranger lineup tonight, uh, which would be great. We know how good he turned into in the playoffs for this team. Uh, and if he does play, that would be a huge boost to that center ice position for the uh, New York Rangers. And like I say, when he is healthy, I mean, you get a Zibanejad, Trocek, Heedle, one, two, three punch at center ice. That's pretty good. So if they get him back, that would be a great. Ryan Lindgren also banged up a little bit. Uh, he uh, was injured Thursday against the Bruins, uh, not practicing with the Rangers yesterday and doubtful.
for this game tonight against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. It's looking like you're probably going to see uh, Zach Jones be the guy to take his spot uh, on defense along with Schneider, Truba, Miller, and Fox, uh, the other uh five defensemen here for the uh, New York Rangers. So uh, that's what we're looking at here uh, in this one. And uh, actually, you know what? Libor Hayek is probably going to take his spot because Zach Jones was already playing with Schneider, Truba with Miller. Lindgren was with Fox. Probably Libor Hayek is going to get in the uh, lineup tonight on the blue line for the Rangers. I like the Rangers here in some, and I, I don't like to, I, I feel like I'm turning my back on Detroit because I've taken Detroit a couple of times this week in a row against Washington and against the New York Islanders. And after that 8-3 debacle they suffered against Buffalo, kind of woke this team up. They played pretty good, both of those games. I mean, 6-1, to one, uh, the combined score uh, for the Detroit Red Wings in their last two home victories against the Capitals and the Islanders. So they definitely played a lot better. Certainly, they weren't happy with their defensive performance in that game against Buffalo. But a part of the reason that was a bad defensive performance in that game was Alex Nedeljkovic, the goaltender, and he will be the starter tonight for the Red Wings against the Rangers. And he's not played well. He is, I think he's officially lost the starting job to Billy Huso, at least for now, because Huso has clearly played better than Nedeljkovic. And I think Derek Lalone, the head coach, is starting to realize that. Uh, it's been tough. 4.96 goals against average and an 871 save percentage for Alex Nedeljkovic. Very ugly numbers. Very rough here uh, to start the season for him. Um, so we'll see. I mean, it's very, it's just odd that, look, the Detroit team that gave up six goals to New Jersey, eight goals to Buffalo, four goals to Chicago with Nedeljkovic in net is also the same team that just gave up uh, a single goal uh, to uh, the Islanders and the Capitals combined in their last two games with Billy Huso in net. So there's no doubt, you know, this team's, Huso's played better than Nedeljkovic. Detroit's played better in front of Huso than Nedeljkovic. I think it's a combination of the two things, uh, if you ask me. So, But I like the Rangers here in a bounce-back spot. They have the rest advantage. Uh, I would look at a team total here, over three and a half. Given those ugly numbers here with Nedeljkovic uh, this season, I think New York Rangers over three and a half team total, minus 138. I think that's a solid way to go. I'd also probably put a couple of bucks on the first period puck line. I think you're probably going to get a good start for the Rangers, minus a half. Plus 120 uh, might be worth a look. Uh, it's just going to be difficult to ask the uh, Detroit Red Wings here, uh, you know, to take. And to be honest with you, when it comes to Detroit, there is a little bit of a home road dichotomy thing starting to develop with this young group, which isn't surprising. I mean, a lot of these teams, when you're trying to build something uh, with a core of young players, you often play a little bit more at ease and a little more comfortable on your home ice. Well, Detroit's five and two at home this year at Little Caesars Arena, the pizza box, but they're only one and three uh, on the road. So uh, a little bit of a home road split starting to happen with Detroit. I, I think the Rangers team total over three and a half is the best bet for me in this game is the best way to approach it. But I wouldn't talk you out of the Rangers first period puck line either uh, in this one at a plus price. Uh, that's the way I would probably look at this one. As far as any props go, Kako and Lafreniere, I mean, Kako on the top line. Lafreniere's getting chances. I think the puck's going to go in for him uh, definitely at some point very soon, and maybe it'll be tonight here against a, a goalie that's struggling a little bit uh, in Alex uh, Nedeljkovic. So uh, definitely keep an eye on that. I could see Alexi Lafreniere because his expected goals numbers are very high. Tells you that he probably should be uh, producing more offensively than he has so far. So Lafreniere, I think at some point for the Rangers, is going to find a way to break through. As far as Detroit props, if you're going to look at someone, Pius Suter 
who had a nice goal yesterday against the Islanders. He's been elevated to the top line, and you know I love taking advantage of those situations, and you're going to be able to get, obviously, a very good price on Pia Suter uh, to uh, score a goal here tonight for the uh, or this afternoon for the Detroit Red Wings, and again, a top-line player that isn't priced like it. We're talking plus 500 to score a goal in some spots, so that's the kind of bargain bin goal score prop value that I like to see. All right, last game, Florida Panthers, Anaheim Ducks. Florida minus 200 road favorites, six and a half the total in this game. I'm probably going to look over the total again here. I mean, Anaheim, it's almost at the point now where you just take Anaheim over the total until they prove they can shut it down defensively, and they just can't. Now, they won last night, but it wasn't because their defense played great or the goaltending was great. Uh, it was mostly because they outscored San Jose, and they took advantage of some shoddy turnovers and goaltending from San Jose. You know, this is still an Anaheim team that is a disaster in their own end. Another four goals allowed to San Jose in spite of the win last night. Uh, they allowed uh, eight to Vancouver, five to San Jose earlier this week, uh, three to Toronto, four to Vegas, four to Tampa Bay, five to Detroit. You get the point. I mean, they're just uh, giving up, it seems, four or five goals at least every night uh, for the most part. And now they've gone over the total in four straight games. Florida's all of a sudden now. Uh, started to go over the total. Four of their last five games have gone over the total. And this is the end of the long road trip for them. Uh, you could see sloppy play. You could see turnovers. You could see, you know, a bunch of issues with them. That's usually what happens when you've been on the road a long time like Florida's been, you know, through uh, Arizona, San Jose, uh, L.A., uh, and now Anaheim tonight. And this is also going to be third road game in four nights for the Panthers. This is when mistakes defensively creep into your game. You know, when you're a little bit mentally, you're not sharp mentally because you've been on the road for a while. Physically, you're worn down because of all the travel a little bit. Uh, and you could see that here. And Anaheim certainly has the offensive capabilities, even though they don't have the D capabilities right now. Uh, Max Comtois continues to be uh, a guy to continue to back. He scored again last night for the Anaheim Ducks. He's been elevated up to the uh, top line for this team. Uh, and it's, again, another situation where he's not being priced with his goal prop like a top-line player, plus 360 in some spots for him to score a goal. That's probably worth a look in this game tonight. I think it's probably the best player prop option here for the Anaheim Ducks, although you could consider Henrique, who scored again last night. He's starting to get it going, and you can get right around. You can even get as high, I believe, as plus you know 350 on uh, Adam Henrique tonight. So, you know, really good price there with him couple good duck props there for goal score props. Uh, maybe Mason McTavish, too, you know, who uh, is someone that we expected offense from him. He finally gets on the uh, one of his best games this season last night in the win against San Jose. One goal, one assist, two points. Maybe you buy low on Mason McTavish now that he finally saw the puck go in, and now the floodgates might open for him. He's plus 470 uh, in some spots to score a goal tonight for Anaheim, the young Mason McTavish. Uh, so that might be worth a look. As far as Florida goes, um, it's frustrating with me because, look, I've mentioned E2 Cool Mint Lusterine and, uh, a bunch, and I, I didn't bet him last night, and sure enough, he scores a goal uh, for the Florida Panthers. But even on that third line, you know, he's getting a ton of chances uh, for the Panthers. He might be worth a look. Colin White might be undervalued from a uh, goal prop perspective. I don't know if Nick Cousins is going to score in this situation but because he hasn't scored a goal yet this year, but he has been moved up to the top line, uh, the second line uh, by Paul Maurice here for the Florida Panthers. So Nick Cousins uh, with uh, plus 600 in some spots to score a goal. Again, he's not necessarily an offensive dynamo, but he is has been moved up to the a top six forward role 
And that's still the kind of advantageous situation we kind of want to look for when it comes to player props. So something to keep in mind. But for me, I'm just going to stick to the over here, uh, six and a half uh, in this game. It's back to back for both teams, but it's especially, you know, a tough spot here for the uh, Florida Panthers at the end of this lengthy road trip. They go home to face Kakalaki on Wednesday. Uh, They will play uh, their first home game after this road trip against Carolina. Uh, So I like goals uh, in this game. We'll go with Florida Anaheim over six and a half. As far as the goaltending matchup is concerned, it was Stolarz for Anaheim last night, which means it should be John Gibson tonight on the back-to-back. 4.58 goals against average, 883 save percentage for John Gibson. Those are just nightmarish numbers uh, for him, although the defense in front of him hasn't played well either. And it'll probably be Spencer Knight for Florida, three and one. Uh, His numbers are... 2.53 2.53 goals against, which is pretty solid. It's a save percentage you don't love to see, though. 8.99 uh, save percentage uh, for Spencer Knight so far. So, you know, okay so far, but you'd like to see him continue to grow and get uh, better. Uh, he was off a better start last time against Arizona, albeit in a losing effort. Gave up two goals uh, in that game. Again, though, uh, Knight's going to probably have to be on top of his game because this is a tired Florida team. They've been traveling a bit. I could see them making some mistakes, coughing up the puck breakdowns and defensive zone coverage. All of those things when you're weary uh, and road weary at at the end of a long road trip. So uh, I like over six and a half here, Florida and Anaheim. All right. That is your look at the Sunday card. Uh, Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, And a reminder, of course, we'll be back to live shows uh, Monday, 2.45 p.m. Eastern Time, our Monday edition of the Ice Guys, and we will break down the three-game card uh, for tomorrow on that edition of the show. Uh, And a reminder, patreon.com slash iceguys, $10 per month. The daily card is there. Tons of great content and bonus content, bonus videos as well. Patreon.com slash iceguys, just $10 a month. All right, best bet to wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Alex B. Smith, uh, his best bet for this Sunday card is Florida Anaheim first period over two plus 110. So that's first period over two plus 110, Florida Anaheim. That is Alex B. Smith's best bet for this Sunday card. My best bet for this Sunday card is the same game, but I'm going to go full game uh, over. Florida Anaheim over six and a half. Uh, That is going to be my best bet for this Sunday card. Like I said, Panthers at the end of a long road trip. I could see them making defensive mistakes, and I just can't keep the puck out of their own net. And Florida is starting to get their offense, you know, on track a little bit. We know they pelted a ton of shots and their expected goals numbers are very high. And for some reason, the puck wasn't going in for them for a little bit. But here now you're starting to see on this road trip, they score four against San Jose. Uh, They score four more last night, albeit in a loss to the LA Kings. Starting to get the puck to go in the net, the Florida Panthers. And Anaheim, we know they can score. It's keeping the puck out of their net that's been the problem. I like goals tonight in the duck pond. Panthers, Ducks, over six and a half uh, for my best bet. That'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone for joining us uh, and listening on the podcast as well. Speaking of the podcast, the Ice Guys podcast, the Ice Guys is live Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live on YouTube, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Sunday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will talk to you again tomorrow on Monday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. 